Let's pray. Dear Lord, we love, love your word. We love who you are. We believe today that your word is living and active, and your word does not return void. When you speak it out, it does what it's supposed to do. And we pray, O oh God, that your word coming forth today to me, to my brothers and sisters, would do what it's supposed to do, transform us, change us, draw us closer to you, draw us to a place of repentance, draw us to a place of confession, draw us to a place of appropriation, draw us to a place of realizing everything that we are because of what you have done. And God, we give you all the praise and all the glory because we are children of the one true king. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, we're going to be going into a series called We Are Family. We're going to be looking at several aspects of what it means to be a church family and how when we live out uh, what, it's, what we're supposed to do in the context of our church family, it kind of seeps over into our natural family and vice versa. The world needs to see families that are geared up for the purpose and passion of the kingdom of God. Amen? Dads, we got to get it together. Jesus is coming soon. Moms, let's do what, what you have to do. Let's raise our kids in the fear and admonition, the love and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So one day they'll come to that decision of knowing Jesus and having their sins forgiven and then having that desire that he puts in their heart to serve him and to go after him to follow hard after Christ with a passion that nothing can separate, nothing can destroy, even the knife of an ISIS idiot. Amen? That's the kind of people that we need to be. Have you seen the news lately? Are you getting geared up? We don't know what's going to happen to America. We don't know what's going to happen to our community. We don't know a lot of things, but one thing we do know, that we are children of the one true king. And nothing, nothing can ever separate us from his love. We are not threatened by death. We will enjoy it immensely. Amen? Because to live is Christ, to die is gain. We can't lose whether we live or whether we die. We are Christ's and he is ours. And we are feeling really good today. Right? Zachy is my son. He looks like me. And in many ways, he acts like me. In many ways, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Even before time began... God was thinking about you. Have you ever sat in your room alone thinking that nobody cares about you, nobody thinks about you, nobody loves you? Right? God loves you. God lives in us. And we love you. God loves you today. Even before time began, he was thinking of how he was going to draw you 
how he was going to work circumstances and situations that you would come to a place of faith in Jesus Christ. You see, his love is like a steamroller, baby. And he'll flatten you every day, every time. Amen? You can't run from the love of God. He's the hound of heaven. He'll sniff you out wherever you hide, whatever sin you're involved in, whatever weakness you're battling with. His love overcomes. He's done it in my life. And I'm praying that he does it in my son's life, in my daughter's life, in your life, and in your children's life. We got a new generation to raise up for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Sons and daughters, little children, God has ordained praise as they lift their hearts to the Lord. I love to be a little kid. I was just talking to Kayla in the uh, children's church. And she told me that she's going to see Captain Underpants. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? She was so excited. I said, Kayla, how you doing? She's, oh, oh, guess what? I'm going to see Captain Underpants. Right? And I said to uh, Kathy Libby, who's the grandmother, why can't we? I would love to be like that. Jesus said, you got to be like a child. Amen. In faith, take him at his word. Trust him. You are his child. One thing Zachy can't get away from today is being a cudmore and me being his dad. I will never disown him. I will beat him, but I will never disown him. Amen? (laughs) Never, never, never disown him because he is my son. Why do we in times of circumstances, stress, tribulation, feel like God has abandoned us? Why? That's the time that he's with us. Amen? Amen. That's the time that we turn to him. That we run to him. Because he will never disown us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. We are his children. And And the sign of his love is the cross of Jesus Christ. We sing songs of worship. Worship begins by realizing that you were helpless, powerless, defeated, child of wrath, a child of disobedience. But Jesus' love broke through. Ephesians chapter 2 says you were dead in trespasses and sins. Dead, 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 dead. Stacy. Dead is dead. Amen? Like I said many times, you didn't need a makeover. You didn't need protein shakes. You didn't need a guru. And you didn't need to make a trip to any location. You needed to make this negative confession that I cannot make it on my own. I am lost. I am broken. I am blind. I need you, Jesus. And every day of our life, we wake up Saying this very, very fact. Lord, I needed you yesterday. And I need you today. I need you in my heart. I need you in my life. Without you, I'm lost. I'm broken and blind. With you, I can do all things. Amen? Amen. All things are possible to those that believe. Believe in what? Your good looks and charm? No. Your education? No. Your political aspirations in the party that you choose? Oh, God, no. (laughs) 
a simple reliance and trust in what God says. And we deal with trust every day, don't we? My wife tells me something because I love her, and she loves me, I trust what she says. Trust what God says, and when you read the word of God, appropriate it, believe it, speak it, declare it, prophesy it, run down the street if you have to, roll down a hill if you have to, go buy an extra large Tim Hortons coffee, do whatever you got to do to appropriate the word of God in your heart and in your life until you break through with faith and hope and you go out into a lost and dying world and realize that there is nothing that can deter you from what God has for you and your family in Jesus Christ. Down our block is a psychic medium. She does readings and healings and and all that stuff. And uh, we've talked to her a little bit. And I love it. I love it. I love a good fight. Used to be when somebody punched me in the nose, I'd get a smile on my face. Because we knew we were in it. You know what I'm saying? It started. It started. The fight is on. And the devil who was on a leash gives this whimpering little, I'm going to get you. Oh, really? Okay. With the power of God, the Holy Spirit, not in our own flesh. Listen, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, powers, authorities, dominions, speculations, and arguments that speak against the very knowledge of God in our heart and in our family. And we come against that through the word of God, right? The blood of Jesus Christ, the power of our testimony. Friends, when you get together in a life group and you start sharing your testimony, what Jesus Christ has done, demons flee. They hate that. They hate it. Listen, remember remember when Jesus came around? The demons were like, oh no, Jesus, why did you come so early? We didn't expect this. Why do you come to destroy us? Because I've come to destroy you. That's why. Right? Jesus come, the Bible says, to destroy the works of the devil. The devil comes like a roaring lion to steal, kill, and destroy. My son's reading the the book. My son is reading The Wizard of Oz. He's a reader, man. That's what I told him. You know what I'm saying? But he's reading the book. Remember the lion? So timid and so heartless. Lack courage, right? This is what our enemy is when it comes to the greatness, the awesomeness, the power, the victory of our God. And when we stand on these promises, as men, as women, as children, as families, there is nothing that can defeat us. There is nothing that can separate us. Look at these beautiful passages of scripture that Sarah read today. In Ephesians 1, he's blessed us with a few spiritual blessings. Amen? 
Did you catch what I said? I said a few. He's blessed us with any and every blessing that there is in the spiritual realm that can flow from the cross of Christ, from the throne of God, from the throne of grace. Every blessing is yours because of what Christ has done when he said, it is finished. Every blessing. Zachy yelled to me that he wanted his allowance. I said, right on, son. Right on. I had to tell him that I spent it on Tim Hortons, so sorry. <laughs> Go to your mama. She'll, she'll give it to you. What do you need from God today that will set you free, that will deliver you, and get you off and out of yourself looking to a lost and dying world and feeling the passion and purpose of God in your heart and life to do something for the kingdom of God. What will it take? It's all provided for. Stories upon stories. I read one in particular. This dude was living in a rundown apartment. He died in his apartment. In poverty, which everybody thought. But in his room, in boxes, in drawers, cash money. In the bank account he had millions of dollars, but he was living in poverty. And he was living broken. And he was living like he didn't have anything. And I'm trying to tell you today, as the family of God, as a child of God, as a son and daughter of God, as a child of the one true king, crack open the boxes. Start opening the drawers. Start going to your bank and cashing some, some checks about the power and provision that God has for your life. Believe it and trust him and walk in it today. What do you need? Why are you broken? Why are you sad? Why are you distraught? Why are you in despair? Why are you downtrodden? Why are you down... Down in your heart. The psalmist said. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall be in my mouth. Amen. Bless the Lord O my soul. And all that is within me. Bless the Lord. Your soul is your mind. Your will and your emotions. Get a mindset that's focused on the promises and the thoughts of God. Fix your thoughts on things based on God's word today. Amen? And then your emotions. Isn't it funny when you play an old song that you, that you remember singing when you were a teenager and uh, maybe the Doobie Brothers or something and you're listening to it and you're like, Oh, I remember Donna when I was 12 years old. She was so beautiful. That was my first crush. I had puppy love on her. And all these emotions, all these emotions start flowing back. And you're like, what in the world is going on? I'm 54 years old, man. I can't be thinking about puppy love. When we praise him, 
sing praises to him. It stirs the memories and the thoughts. And not the puppy love, but the love and the grace of God in our hearts and in our lives. We don't start thinking about puppy love. We start thinking about the big dog love, amen, of God who loves us and gave his heart, gave his life for us, purchased our freedom. Ephesians chapter 5 says, now that you know that you're a child of God, now that you know that you have every provision based on what Christ has done when he said it is finished means it is accomplished. Not a few spiritual blessings, but every blessing from the spiritual realm has been provided for you. What are you going to do? Ephesians chapter 5 says, imitate God. That is cool. Isn't that wonderful? Imitate God. Copy God's behavior. My son, Zaki, when I talk, sometimes he copies every word I say. Until I get my hand around his neck and choke him out. Then he stops, see? Okay? Uh, yeah, Stephanie, I'm going to go. Yeah, Stephanie, I'm going to go. Hon, are we going to go? Hon, are we going to? Down, choke him out, okay? But you know, I was thinking, why can't we live like that? Whatever God says, we say. However God's heart is, is the way our heart beats. However God thinks about our circumstance and our situation, which is that everything that he brings to us, it's going to work out for our betterment, for our, for our goodness, because he is good. And in everything, there is goodness, and there is the will and the purpose of God. Why can't we think these thoughts? Every moment of every day as a child of God, let's begin to turn our life around, beginning today, and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as, as, our, as our heavenly brother. Do you know that Jesus died to get married? Jesus died to get married. The church of Jesus Christ is his bride. Jesus died for his bride. Ephesians 5, verse 27. says this. Husbands, 25. This means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot and without a wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she, the church, will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands, let's man up and love our wives. Amen? As Christ loved the church, we have a rougher job, I think, than just submitting. Okay, I'm just saying. Wives, you got to submit. Verse 21 says, everybody's got to submit. 
Ephesians 5 verse 21 says this, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Husbands, our submission is that we will love our wives to death. We will give our lives to death. We will serve our lives. The problem is, it's easier to die than live 30 years loving. Amen? (laughs) On and on and on. Every moment, love, 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 love. All right already, love, love, right? But this is the call of God on husbands. To love your wife as Christ loved the church. This is the beauty about marriage. And why marriage is so sacred in our, in our days still, it hasn't changed. What I love to hear is couples that are living together come and say, we're going to get married. That thrills my heart. God is honored. Christ is exalted. And the spiritual authority and blessing and, and favor is over their lives. Because they realize the significance of what marriage is. Marriage is a symbol of Christ and his love for the church. We honor marriage. Between a man and a woman. Male and female. We're excited about what God is doing and stirring us. As men and women. And brothers and sisters in Christ. In the family of God. To honor him. Amen? Sometimes we like to do the pre-Holy Spirit work on people, don't we? Cast judgment and condemnation. And then we ask the Holy Spirit to come in and get them over that judgment and condemnation. We just heaped on them, Lord, and save them and deliver them, right? My, My philosophy is this. I preach the word of God. The Holy Spirit speaks. And I tell people, you must listen to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Me telling someone to do something really means nothing, does it? Now here's the thing. What do you think about lists? What do you think about lists of do's and don'ts? Do you think the Christian life has a list of do's and don'ts? What do you think? Now when I was growing up, I grew up in a a holiness family. My mother hardly wanted me to go bowling. You know why? Because there were, there were heathens in the joint. Ooh, heathens in the bowling alley. You can't go in there. Okay, whoa. Isn't that kind of nutty, isn't it? Wasn't allowed to date until I was like 18. That's good. That's why I fought. I fought a lot. I played sports. <laughs> and I was focused on God. Amen? I was focused on what he wanted. I've told this story before. And I just want to illustrate the power of God in working in your life. That even though he's working, it's going to be hard. You must struggle through. After football, every Saturday night, a cheerleader would come up with a clipboard to every football player and say, we're going to meet at such and such house, and Donna is going to be yours for the night. This was in high school. And I said, man, I really appreciate that. 
I don't think I'm going. Thank you. And do you know what? Every Saturday night as I walked home, tears came down my eyes. I wanted Donna. Do you understand? I wanted Donna. Donna, where are you? Come to me. Little ho- the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. Listen to me. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, there is nothing that can compare to me. And if you're here today, and you're wondering if there's something out there that might be better than the Lord, better than being a part of the family of God, you are dead wrong. There's nothing that compare that can compare with the grace and the love of knowing Jesus, knowing your sins are forgiven, knowing that even though you, are, you have weaknesses and you have faults, and every day you have to live with them, still, by the grace of God, God wants to use you, use your voice, use your talents, use your giftings, everything that you are, to bring others into the kingdom of God, which blows my mind. He wants to use you. Amen? And Marlene, it doesn't matter if you're in your 80s. Amen? Ah, uh, 50s. Doesn't matter if you're in your 50s. Okay? God wants to use you. It doesn't matter how, how young you are. God wants to use you. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter where you've grown up. It doesn't matter the abuse and the neglect and the abandonment that you've experienced based on your father and your mother and your natural family life. That's over, and God has put you in a new family. Amen? He wants us to give him our brokenness. And in return, he gives us himself. And when we have himself, that is all that we need. It's Jesus. Are you satisfied with Jesus alone? Lots of times we, we live this Christian life based on what we do. We get real excited about our giftings and, and our talents and our abilities, right? It's not all about that. It's about knowing Jesus. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us. Let that sink into your heart today. To be holy and without fault in his eyes. When he looks at you, he doesn't see your faults. Do you understand that? He doesn't see the sorry person that you are. He sees the robe of righteousness that he's placed on you. And in that fact, and in his life, is how we live. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Amen? Now, in in that day, friends, when somebody adopted somebody, back then you could disown your own kid. But you couldn't disown somebody that you adopted. God is in this for life. Amen? God is in this thing for life. He cannot disown you. 
Every provision that he supplied for you is yours. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He redeemed us. Amen. We were up on the, on the slave block, naked, sold to sin, shame, and condemnation. The devil was laughing because he was going to buy us and we would be his forever. And guess who came along? Jesus. I stepped off and Jesus stepped up and then he died. Took my place. Doesn't that move you today? What does that cause you to do to, to action-wise and faith-wise this morning? Knowing that Jesus loves you, has a plan for you. We have uh, forgiveness of sins. Here's the thing about forgiveness of sins. If Christ has for, truly forgiven you of your sins and you know it, you don't have a problem forgiving others. There might be a little bit of hurt. There might be some wounds there. But the overflow of forgiveness from the cross of Christ for all of your sin and all the debt that he paid for you, someone with a small, small abuse or a case against you, we're able to forgive because of the overflow of forgiveness that God has. I know what a sinner I am. And I know what I used to be. And when Jesus looks at me, I'm forgiven. And when you're forgiven, Jesus says, hey, come on, let's have a speaks with, our, with my father. We're going to have a good time. Come on in. Amen? We're forgiven. Do you know that your sins are forgiven today? If not, confess them. He's faithful and just to forgive you and then cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Isn't that awesome? So when you walk in faith, you walk based on his doing. The Bible says that the fruit of the, the light of God in our hearts and lives is based on goodness, righteousness, and truth. Goodness, when it comes to being in the family of God, is that I have to discipline my son. God disciplines us. God speaks, speaks to us about things in our hearts, in our, in, our, in our lives, in which we must give up or we must do. And he's asking us to take those things to, to him today and do what he says to do. Amen? He's good. He's good. You're going to get through it. You can trust him. And then, righteousness. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ today. Righteousness now, lived out, is right choiceness. Right? Right choiceness. Now, because of the righteousness of God in us, we are not obligated to the flesh, obligated to the powers of the enemy. We have this newfound desire and delight to walk in the goodness and the truth of God, making right choices based on how good he is, that we can trust him and the truth of God's word. And now we walk. I'm walking. Amen? Now we walk. Bill Sullivan loves to call Father God Daddy. I know some of you love to call him Daddy. You know, when I first heard that, I couldn't really call him daddy. 
Now I can call him daddy. Because all you call him daddy. Amen? Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 14. God bless your life and your family. Amen? Listen to this, Romans eight fifteen. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For the spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Abba Father was a tender, affectionate cry to, from a child to his father or her father. Zachary has certain names that he calls me tenderly that I cannot repeat in church. But they're tender. I feel them. When was the last time you spoke tender words to your father because you just loved him? Your heart went out to him with trust, with a passion, with thanksgiving, and you just loved him. When we gather together to celebrate, speak words of tenderness to your God. And the tender mercies of the Holy Spirit will be yours as you trust him and as you love him. The Bible says, imitate God. Walk in love. Kindly affectioned one to another. The Bible says that the world will know that we are his disciples. Because what? We love each other. Not a love that's reciprocal alone, but a love that sacrifices. A love that serves a love that cares, a love that gives, a love that gives not expecting anything back, a love that keeps no record of wrong, a love that prefers others. In the instant of maybe being embarrassed or humiliated, we will prefer that person and love that person. We will submit to that person and we will love, we will love, we will love. Why? Because God is love and we are children of God and we are children of love. Amen? Let's bow in a word of prayer. God, we love you today. We thank you so much for your love. Your love broke through in my, in my hard heart. I'm going to ask John if he can come and play that wonderful song, um, Come to the Altar. Jesus is calling. But man, wow, we are children of God. Amen? We are children of God. You know, I was with, uh, I was with my father the other day, and I, I met somebody that was, I haven't seen in years. And he says to me, oh my goodness, you look like your father. I was like, right on. My father's a handsome dude. Did you ever see him? Yeah. I'm like, right on, man. I look like my father. Sometimes I feel like my father. He's going to be 90. Amen. 
greatest compliment somebody that can give to you is when they say to you, you look like your heavenly father. You look like God. Friends, where in the world are people going to see God? But not through us, but through us. Amen? We are image bearers of the glory and the greatness of God. Go out there and bear his image. Be that daughter. Be that son. Be that child of the one true king and run into the streets with an appreciation and a glory and a passion.